What's going on, guys? What's going on? Just me today. Mr. Uh, Calvin McChesney is down in Florida producing some beats, making some music with some incredible people. Can't wait to have him back and get everything going on and ripping again. Hear all the stories, hear all the fun times, but he's going to be uh, he's going to be the one editing this audio. So what's up, Calvin? <laughs> Welcome back to Free Coffee. My name's Rob Riley. Uh, if this is your first time here, thank you so much for joining us today. If you're watching, if you're listening, I hope you enjoy this. This is episode three of Let's Build a Portfolio. This is our series where we're going to be turning or I'm going to be turning $100 a month invested into $100 a month of passive income using dividends. So um, I'm sharing everything, what I'm purchasing, you know, the analysis or lack of analysis behind it. Um, I'm a dividend growth investor and I believe that building a portfolio of dividend stocks uh, at a young age and building financial independence is possible and it's possible for anyone and we're going to do it right here. I'm going to show you exactly how I do it, my path to financial freedom with this um, big challenge for a you know smaller amount of passive income, but this passive income is going to last forever. It's generational. So um, if you are new here, thank you for being here, like I said. But please go check out episode one and two. I think you'll appreciate this episode more if you have the context of those two first. This episode will be here forever. So if you want to sort of listen to this episode at a later date, feel free to come back. Feel free to, um, you know, challenge this episode as well. If you don't agree with my views, if you don't agree with how I invest, please leave a review, make sure it's five stars, but let me know what you don't agree with or shoot me a message on Instagram, whatever's easier at free coffee pod. So it's been six months since we've had an episode of let's build a portfolio today. You know, we already discussed why I took a break. That was in our, you know, we're back quote unquote, uh, episode that we've already released at this point. Not literally because I'm actually recording this before that episode's been released still, but if you're listening to this, that episode's live. You can go listen to that if you want to know why I took a break, but I wanted to share with everyone today that I sold the podcast portfolio. <laughs> I sold my portfolio. I sold my dividend stocks and we're going to get into it. I'm not lying. This is not clickbait. This is not cap. This is uh, this is the true deal. I, I really did. I sold everything. So we're going to get into that, but while we're talking about passive income, I want to take a minute to talk about today's episode sponsor, American Income Life. My friend Anthony Spataro, great friend, been on the pod multiple times, had two banger episodes, uh, has been with them for over three years, and he's extending into different regions. He's been there. He's making now $2,200 a month in residual income. Um the culture of the business is apparently fantastic. Forbes rated them 24th out of 50 happiest places to work in America. In America. So incredible reviews. They're constantly growing. They've broken the record for all-time production of an agency in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of an economic crisis. Passive income is no longer just for millionaires and billionaires. They believe in the same thing that I do, that you can build passive income. They do it differently, but um, they handle life insurance for corporations, unions, and its members. Um, they don't cold call, 
And for anyone interested in this sort of career opportunity, hit Anthony up. LinkedIn, Instagram, he's the general manager in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, West Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. Damn, pretty crazy. Anthony's a great friend of mine, and I know he'll take care of you. Thank you to America, American Income Life for sponsoring this episode. So let's get right into it. Why did I sell? If you've listened to the podcast or know anything about dividend growth investing, rule number one, rule number one, maybe sometimes rule number two, but basically rule number one is success in dividend growth investing is in not selling. It's in holding for decades, long, long periods of time. Dividend growth investing takes a long time to compound and for you to see the real value in it, right? You can build massive, massive cash flow, but it takes a long time. So how knowing this and loving dividend growth investing as much as I do, why did I sell, right? Um, a couple months ago in the heat of the pandemic, really simple, Lexi and I decided that we wanted to move back to Syracuse to be closer to family. So we bought a house and, you know, it's been incredible to be back in town, but that required me to sell the podcast portfolio that at that time was only at a thousand dollars. So, um, I made the dividend investing sin of selling. I did. I, I have to come clean. I can't just continue. I could have just continued the pod like nothing ever happened and just gone off the original numbers or whatever, but I'm not going to do that to you guys. This whole journey, the whole thing is about transparency and me sharing what I'm doing. And to be honest with you, it was hard. It was really hard to sell that. Um, but the quality of life that we have now living in Syracuse is just, it's been awesome and it was worth it, but we're back. We're back and the episodes are back just because I sold doesn't mean the whole thing's over. All right. So, um, I, put back the $1,000 that was the initial investment that um, we had started with. And if you remember, the the addition of money was $100 a month, and that was going to be the money that we played with. And then there was also the possibility of side hustles and, and talking about that and sort of stuff. But not bringing that into the equation, it's been six months since the start of this journey. So I put an additional $600 back into the portfolio so we had $1,600 cash ready to rip, and we bought back into the positions that we had prior to me selling. So at the start of this episode, episode number three, we're in exactly the same place. Unfortunately, we missed some of the capital appreciation, and we missed some of the sweet, sweet dividends that we would have had if we hadn't sold, but it is what it is, and I hope you guys understand. All right, so... Let's go over the four positions that we had before the break. Um, now we're bought back in. We'll go over the new purchase price, the new starting yields, um, and then the total dividend income before we get into the purchase that we made today. So we are adding a new stock in November. We're adding a new stock to the portfolio. Um, so in the portfolio currently, before we get into the new stock, we own 3M, ticker MMM one share at $163.50, a 3.6 starting dividend yield. Also, if you want to hear the analysis for these purchases and why I added these as the original four to the podcast portfolio, go check out episode number two, where we deep dive these four stocks. 
The second is Realty Income ticker O, three shares at a, um, sorry, at $58.37 for a 4.8% starting dividend yield. Johnson & Johnson, ticker symbol JNJ, one share at $140.40 for a 2.9% starting dividend yield. And Visa, ticker symbol V, one share at $198 for a starting dividend yield of 0.6%. So if you're still here and I hadn't convinced you yet to go back to episode number two and you're wondering what the hell is Visa doing in a dividend portfolio, please go back to episode number two. Listen to my analysis. I promise it might make a little bit more sense. You might still think I'm crazy, but it is what it is. Um, bit of a unique one, bit of a unique one, but I'm proud of it. So total estimated cash flow for the portfolio before we talk about the position added in November. Uh, is a hundred sorry jumping the gun there not a hundred we're working towards a hundred nineteen dollars and sixty two cents or one dollar and sixty three cents a month so meaning we're over one percent of the way to our goal right so we're cooking we're flying um no but to be serious it is um pretty crazy to see and kind of do the math sometimes in the beginning especially when i started it was really discouraging to do the math in the beginning and be like, all right, so I have all this money that I've saved and I've invested. What is it earning me? And it's like, oh, not not really that much cash flow, right? Like, why don't I just get into real estate? Why don't I just do all these other things? But for me, over time, seeing the compounding of the dividend, seeing the growth, um, and then seeing also the portfolio grow in value was, it was like, it was mind blowing to me. But Starting over again and doing this, it's just like, bro, we have so far to go, but it's worth it. And it's a journey we're going to take together. And I appreciate you being here. So today we've added a new position to the portfolio. I don't literally mean today, but um, made the purchase on Friday, which was yesterday. Today is Saturday. This is our November uh, update for let's build a portfolio. So we're going to consider this no the November purchase. And if you can guess the fifth stock that's going into the portfolio before the hint, man, I might just give you a high five, but I'm going to give you a hint and hopefully you can guess it. And if you guess it, let me know. All right. This position is going to be maybe um, not a surprise due to the name of this podcast. And if you know anything about me, you know, I love coffee. Anyone get it? The fifth position we're adding is Starbucks, ticker symbol SBUX. So why Starbucks? Let's get into the analysis. This company has done an incredible job of innovating and showing resilience through the economic downturn that we've been going through. iCloud storage is full. Thank you very much. When I'm investing into a company, I'm thinking about, you know, 30 years, decades, decades and decades later. And eventually, I want to be able to hand this portfolio down to my children and my children's children, right? So I'm thinking about investing in companies forever. And this past pandemic has been a real, how do I say? It's been, it's it's pulled back the curtain on a lot of companies, right? Like, can you innovate still at the size of some of these publicly traded companies? Can you pivot? Can you make the changes needed in the, in a, you know, drive the innovation that's needed to survive when crisis hits. So think about it. 
we've all been living our lives now in the pandemic for what, like nine months. It's going to be a while till this is over. Um, we're all ordering our food and our drinks, you know, either drive through or to go or pick up or whatever it might be. Starbucks's app is phenomenal and it's driven so much revenue for this business over the course of this pandemic. It has saved this company. Um, I think probably in, in 2020, it's going to probably save, um, a lot of just the financials of this business. But I don't think that's a downside. I really think that this is something to look at and be like, wow, they were able to think far enough ahead and drive people to their app so much and push this app so much. And, you know, they have the promotion, right? Where if you sign up, you get your first drink free or whatever. This app has more users than Apple Pay. This app is an incredible asset. This app processes so many transactions, right? Um, it's for coffee, but they have their customers hooked. Anyone with this app knows that it'll just recharge. It'll just recharge. You'll go, you'll just pay for it. No problem. You don't even think about it. It drives so much revenue and the whole process of buying a coffee you don't want to wait 10 minutes in line at a cafe. The guy in front of you is coughing. The girl behind you is coughing. The, the girl, two people up, is coughing. Her baby's coughing. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be in line. You know what I mean? I'm joking, but like you get the point. I don't want to be in line. I really don't want to expose myself to people if I don't have to. So I like things like this. I like apps. I like pickup. I like to go. And I like it when businesses reduce friction for their customers, and that's exactly what Starbucks is good at. They've proved that they can innovate, even at the size that they're at. I was trying to look for a different word other than innovate because I've said it a million freaking times, but I think you guys get the point, or the point that I at least think was the most impressive to me. So, also... <laughs> For, you know, just to be blunt, they sell the most consumed drug in the entire world, caffeine. Everyone's going to always want their caffeine. Everyone's going to want their coffee. Um, they've done an incredible job of diversifying into, you know, good food. If I had the option to eat at Starbucks or the option to eat at Dunkin' Donuts, I'm always eating at Starbucks. There's no way I'm taking the food at Dunkin' Donuts. That trash is just hot garbage. I mean, it's terrible food. Starbucks is at least good half the time, right? It's not perfect. It's not like, you know, I'd still probably choose McDonald's breakfast sandwiches over the, you get the point. They diversify. They have a lot of different drinks. I like them as a business. I like their product. I'm a big coffee guy. I don't typically buy my coffee out at a Starbucks. I prefer a local small chain. Dinner just got dropped off. So hope you guys understand. Anyway. Where were we? I was harping on why I think this is a good business. And you might be saying, Rob, stop harping on why you think it's a good business. But as we talked about in the last episode, loving a business makes you a lot more resilient to downturns and being able to emotionally stomach the pain of a downturn, right? Recession hits. Businesses get smacked. I had to sell, and sorry if you listened to the last episode, you already know this story, but I had to sell a company that I didn't love, 
right? Took a loss. It was bad. I didn't understand the business. You need to understand the business. You need to love the business when you invest in a company because you need to be able to stomach downturns. You need to be able to trust that that business is going to be able to weather the storm. When you are talking about decades and decades, you need to understand that you are also talking about ups and you are also talking about downs. So enough speculation, enough of why I like it. Emotionally, let's talk about numbers, okay? They have a starting dividend yield right now at 2%. That's where uh, I bought in at. So not great, not awful, not good, you know, just good. Just an okay dividend starting yield, starting dividend yield. Um, the, the starting yield is not why the stock is exciting, okay? Um, numbers wise, they have had a average dividend growth rate. And I just want to make sure I get this right. 24.7% year over year for 10 years. Years. This is insanely high. Insanely high. But it's fueled by a powerful growing business. Okay. During 2010, let's look at this, right? 2010, they paid a dividend of 18 cents. Now, I don't have this number in front of me, but if I'm remembering correctly, they had a dividend growth rate of 25% to 2011 and 25% to um, 2012. Now, I'm not sure if the math completely checks out on those percents, but in 2012, they paid a dividend of 36 cents. It doubled in two years, right? Now, past performance is never going to guarantee anything. Nothing is ever guaranteed with investing, but that is insane cash flow growth, okay? And they've been averaging 24.7% year over year dividend growth rate. So imagine you build your portfolio up to $100, right? Let's say you do it. Let's say you reach that $100 a month point. Let's say you never, you don't invest another dollar. You literally don't invest another dollar. You don't reinvest your dividends. You don't invest another dollar. You come back in two years. Now you're earning $200 a month. You did nothing. You literally did nothing. And your income doubled in two years. That's that's nuts. That's bananas. That is something that sounds so nice once you actually build your portfolio up, right? For me, I want to build a portfolio that has income that grows faster. I don't need, you know, like I don't have retirement bills to pay. Like I don't need steady income. I can work. I can generate my own income. So my investments don't need to pay for my lifestyle right now. I would rather pick companies that have higher future dividend growth than initial yield. I don't need the initial yield. I don't need the cash flow right now. What I need is I need my investments to grow and I need them to earn me money and I need them I need the money that it's earning me to come in faster and faster and faster so that decades from now we are completely financial free as dividend growth investors, right? And we never have to worry about that. Now, looking at some other numbers, right? There's other stats you want to look at. Their payout ratio on a um, trailing 12 months of earnings is 57.9%. So not great, uh, not not bad, not good. It's, it's high. It's over 50%, right? 
not bad. Not bad. Not stoked about it. You always want to see a healthier number, right, that shows if they hit a downturn like 2020, um, that they'd be able to stomach that and not have to cut their dividend. Um, 57% is probably a little bit over where that limit is. To be honest with you, I don't have a set number. Obviously, this company is a growing company, more so than a typical blue chip company. Um, So I do think it is sustainable. They just need to keep that profitability there, right? They need to keep that bottom line high. They have a forward PE ratio of 27, which again is high. It's a hot market right now. The entry yields uh, low, the PE is high. Um, If stocks fall, I'll buy more, right? We're looking for cash flow in a world-class company like Starbucks. I believe that in decades to come, we're not going to be worrying about a PE of 27 in 2020, right? So I'm always buying. I think time in the market beats timing the market always. So you'll see me continue to purchase when the stock market's hot, when it's not hot, all that sort of stuff. And it just so happens that in November for PE on Starbucks of 27 seems a bit hot, but it is what it is. We're going to make it work. And this is where we're starting at. So I purchased two shares of Starbucks at $90.98 with a starting dividend yield of 2%. So that brings our total yearly income of our podcast portfolio to 1962 plus the Starbucks income that we just got of $3.60, or I guess we'll be receiving over the next 12 months, to a total of $23.22 of income for the portfolio yearly, or $1.94 a month. So we're making progress. We're almost to that 2% mark. Um, We have some cash to play with for our December purchases. You know, the $1,600, I think all of this totaled up to like $800 worth of uh, invested money, and the rest of the money is just waiting to be invested. So in December, we're going to generate a lot of cash flow. Uh, percentage-wise versus what we have right now. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I'm I'm excited to be back, and I'm excited to be running this podcast portfolio back up. Um, this is going to be a fun journey. We're going to document it. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about the wins, the losses, all that sort of stuff. Today, we discussed one of the losses, and the loss was having to sell the portfolio at one point, but we're back, right? And I wouldn't even consider it a loss. I think, I think saying a loss is a bit harsh, a bit unrealistic, right? Like general quality of life is up significantly. So that's what that is. It is what it is. It is what it is. So until our next update, uh, check out any other episodes, wherever you're listening, there's more. If you're on Spotify, Instagram, YouTube, we have video. So if you're listening to this and you want to watch the pod, check out YouTube, free coffee pod, Instagram at free coffee pod, Um, If you're watching this and you want to listen, maybe on your car ride or something, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are, thank you again to our episode sponsor, American Income Life, for supporting the pod. Your iCloud storage is full. I got it again. Um, This has been Rob Riley, Free Coffee. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much, so incredibly much. Until next time, until our December update, thank you guys for being here. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.